episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Hrefs Givanisi, and today we're talking about what it's really like to sell a WordPress plugin. And we have a guest today, but before we get to him, joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. What's up, my friend? How are you? How's business? What's going on? What's up, dude? Um, I'm great. And I'm actually really excited to talk to Dustin because I'm going to try and do the same thing he did and maybe, hopefully, have less stress doing it. We'll see. So. <laughs> well, you gave uh, you gave away the guests. Uh, we're not going to talk business. Let's just get into it. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Joining us on the show today is Dustin Stout, the creator, co-founder. What do you want to call yourself? The creator of the Social Warfare plugin, right? What else we got? Dustin.tv is your website? Um, so first, I, I feel like we have to address this uh, because I wasn't aware of this fun fact, but your middle name is Hrefs? My That's amazing. <laughs> it, it, is, <laughs> it is today, my friend. It Fantastic. is today. Yes. They are um, uh, also a sponsor on today's show, weirdly. Oh, awesome. I, well, I, I'm a big fan of Hrefs and uh, use their tool every single day, so unplanned plug i love them and i love their tool um so yes i am a co-founder of social warfare the best darn social sharing plugin for wordpress um and that's uh currently the the biggest project i have going on i actually have plans for two other wordpress plugins uh but they're still in uh, well one's in the development phase uh, the other one is still in the ideation phase. Uh, it's really just a, a really good idea. At least I think it is. Mm-hmm. I haven't shared it with anyone, so I don't really know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do have uh, a couple other plugins in my back pocket ready to uh, to be brought to life. But uh, currently, Social Warfare is a deal. Uh, our company is called Warfare Plugins, and we do have a whole lot cooking for this plugin. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been a wild, crazy unexpected and uh really just figuring things out as we go right <laughs> right i mean dude I, I i like uh you use the plugin don't you andrew yeah it's on listen money matters on the mobile website desktop website um i have attempted multiple times to create my own social sharing thing and it, it usually is incredibly frustrating because things change and it yeah. doesn't always hover right or so Dustin handles that. I don't have to deal with it. Um, and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah, it's it's a really challenging uh, type of plugin. The you know the 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 number of different challenges that come along with social sharing is it's. I mean, you you would never realize it until you actually get your hands dirty and start building one because it's. I mean, it's astronomical. Unlike a lot of other plugins where you sort of build your own code and. You know, you can customize everything. Uh, social sharing plugin, the challenge is you're working with every everyone else's code. And you're trying yeah. to wrangle it all into one place to work seamlessly and flow flawlessly. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's really difficult. So good on you for trying. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad we could sort of take that off your plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, listen, before we get like really deep into everything, I do have to talk about Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's 
super affordable, and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. So that is today's sponsor. Thank you so much. Let's get into it with uh, this plugin. I want to talk about the... And I'm sure Andrew has a fuck ton of questions. Oh my god, do I? But yeah. I, I think I just I want to just <laughs> talk about how like how it began. Like, what's the story of like wh- who came up with the idea? How did you decide this was a plugin that you wanted to do and sell? All of the things in around that story. And why punish yourself in such a way? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so this this whole thing started probably around uh, the end of 2013. Uh, back in the day, I used to redesign my blog every single year. I'd make a big deal of it. I'd write a blog post about why I made the choices I made and mm-hmm. sort of walk my readers through the decisions I make. So I was planning for a big redesign in January of 2014. So this is probably, I don't know, November-ish of 2013. Are you doing the design yourself, by the way? Yeah, all me. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, I, I taught myself web design back in 2000 and something or other. And, uh, that's how I was, I started freelancing, um, cool. doing web design and social media consulting. So anyways, I'm redesigning my blog and back in, I don't know if you remember this, you know, so long ago and ages, centuries in, in internet years, but in 2013, the number of social sharing plugins out there were just awful. I mean, the the choices that we had as bloggers was just the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, every plugin was either ugly, uh, super slow, destroyed your page load times, yeah. or they just didn't do what you wanted them to do, or they just didn't flat flat out just didn't work um, and weren't supported well. So I wanted, for me selfishly, I wanted to integrate social sharing into my blog because I'm a social media blogger. That's what I blog about. And so I, I needed those sharing buttons to be super good, super effective, and I needed them to be designed beautifully. So I did some mock-ups, and I went to my friend Nick um, and uh, we, our other friend Jason. Uh, all of us were close friends on this, this social network that no one's ever heard about, Google+. Oh, um, what is that? <laughs> right. Uh, so we all met there, and we were friends, and Nick, is a, he's a genius developer, and Jason owns a development company. So I went to Nick, and I said, Nick, I designed these social sharing buttons. How hard do you think it would be to code? And I'm just thinking selfishly for me, like yeah. build my own social sharing solution for my own blog for mm-hmm. this redesign. And he goes, oh, not that hard. And turns out he'd actually started building his own social sharing plugin just for fun um, because he hated sharing plugins too. As a developer, the, the speed killed him. Sure. Um, he hated things that were super slow. So he had already started working on something. And our buddy Jason, um, you know, he's a, he owned a development company too, works with a lot of clients. They had issues with so- social sharing plugins. He also hates slow loading pages. So he had some ideas I had some more ideas. We started going, well, let's let's figure this out so maybe we could all use it on all of our sites. Mm-hmm. And about nine months later um, into this development, the, the ideas just started coming in. The, you know, the more advanced uh, strategic things like having a hidden Pinterest image, you know, that was a really big deal back then. You know, not a lot of people knew that, you know, tall images worked on Pinterest. Right. And so I wanted a way to make sure people shared the best image so that I get the most traffic from it. All these things just started piling up and piling up and piling up. Before long, we thought to ourselves, like, I wonder if other people would want this too. Like, maybe we can just sell it and see if other people will buy it. And so we formed a company, uh, wrapped it up uh, because of my, uh, you know, our small network of of friends. We had about 300 beta testers out of the gate and uh, paid beta testers too. These people paid cash money to uh to test this this beta plugin hmm. um to help us sort of get it rolling and uh that's that's how it started that's where, that, i mean that, it was all history from there i guess we uh you know we i had a lot of blogger friends who were powerful bloggers and had a huge reach and we started an affiliate program and word of mouth just caught on and nobody was doing what we were doing at the time you know these days people are stealing pretty much everything we do um, but we continued to, to iterate. But um, yeah, back then there was nothing like us on on the market that lets you design it and customize it to what your site looks like, to keep your branding, to do all the hidden Pinterest stuff, to do all the custom OG stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the open graph, uh, titles, descriptions, um, custom tweets, click to tweets. Like we had it all in one package, and it's the fastest loading plugin on the market, which makes all our developer uh, Friends happy. people yeah. happy. Yeah, dude. 
having 300 paid beta people is is brilliant. Uh, also awesome. I mean, having them pay, having 300 people, also awesome. For for a little bit of chest beating, do you mind sharing like how many people are current customers of Social Warfare? Um, I'd, I'd have to go and look at the numbers right now. I don't really know for sure. I do know that we have over somewhere between 60 and 70,000 active installs. Wow. How many, what do you think the ratio is between free and paid? Um, I wish I knew, uh, our business guy, Jason would probably know that answer. I, I'm, I'm not a much of a, uh, a, uh, business backend kind of guy. I'm sure. a front end guy. Yeah. So I, I don't know that question, but, um, yeah, I would assume it's decent ish, maybe. Can you say like twenty, <laughs> like eighty twenty. Could you like safely guess eighty um, twenty? Maybe. Okay. Ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. That's fair. I, I mean, just, I do all the marketing. Sure. Uh, he worries about the numbers. So, uh, so it's three guys involved in this project, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's it. That's there's no you didn't bring anybody else on after that. It was just the three and still uh, is today. It's the three partners. Yeah. Uh, we've had several people ask to buy into the company. Okay. Um, interest from uh, you know from other very well-known um, WordPress plugin developers. Okay. Uh, one who's a good friend of mine who owns several of the best WordPress plugins on the market. Um, we've had outside investor interest, uh, but we uh, as partners we we can never really make a, a justification for giving up e- equity. To bring on a new partner. Now we do have amazing staff that we've hired to help us. Obviously, we can't run this this kind of thing by ourselves. There's just too many um, instances where uh, you know we need helping hands, especially with all the changes, like you said, uh, in, in the sharing industry. Uh, we have to keep up with it. So we've hired uh, at this point. We have two. Um, we have our, our senior developer, which is our fa- co-founder Nick, and then we have two uh, developers working under him. We have a full-time support person. She's amazing. Her name is Andrea. Um, so whenever you decide to get mad and, and send a ticket, uh, she's the one that handles it. So be nice to her. She's amazing. Um, then we have a social person who's sort of ex. Uh, well, she she started as just a social media, uh, you know, assistant, really just executing beautifully on uh, some of the vision we had. But uh, she's now running a lot of our marketing. Her name's Christine. Um, and then we have a business backend admin who's also, you know, helping with some of the backend day-to-day stuff, paying affiliates and doing all the books and all that fun stuff. So all of these people that you just mentioned are working for one single plugin. Yes. Really? But, but I mean, yeah. you, the company's called Warfare Plugins, but the mm-hmm. one plugin that you actively have for sale right now is Social Warfare. Correct. Yeah, we we do intend at some point, you know, once we have the bandwidth and once we feel like uh, social warfare is stable enough where we can sort of let it uh, just sort of hang out for a while. We we have so many ambitious plans. And to this point, we just haven't had uh, we just hired that second developer, gosh, a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, And so we now have the capacity to do things a lot faster. So we have a number of add ons that we're building for social warfare. Uh Um, Pro was the first add on. It started as like all one plugin. And then we realized, you know, we wanted to offer a free version, so we broke it off into a free version and a paid pro version, which was sort of an add-on model, like you get with easy digital downloads or WooCommerce, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, we we do have a, another add-on for Social Warfare for those who use Affiliate WP as their affiliate uh, plugin. We have uh-huh. a really great add-on for that, and we have probably about three or four add-ons cooking right now. Um, two of them are actually almost ready to go. So, Dustin, um, I, I know I want to talk about the update issues of recent, but but yeah. excluding excluding that, what do you feel was the hardest part of, of getting up and running, and then perhaps uh, keeping it, it running? Because I think there's a lot of like ideas of what is involved with a plugin. Like I, I could dev, you know, I understand how WordPress works, but I think there's a a bunch of stuff that no one really talks about in that area so the the hardest thing i think for any business um for any legitimate business is when you have partners Mm. and you have to come up with uh you know these articles of organization or you know um uh, operating agreements 
to, you know, the legalese, yeah. the, the documents that say this is how our business runs and this is how we handle everything in our business. Um, it's extremely costly because you have to hire a lawyer uh, to come up with these. Uh, you know, if you want to do it right, sure. you have to hire a lawyer. There's plenty of templates out there that you can use. Um, we started with a template and then brought in a lawyer to help us uh, really make sure that these um, operating agreements was, uh, you know, solid Mm -hmm. uh, because we knew that as business partners, we were going to have disputes. We were going to have disagreements. And so these, you know, these words on this official document tell us how we handle these disagreements when, you know, when the honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. Uh, And, and that was the hardest part to me to this day. uh, That was the hardest part of this entire Hmm. um, journey is just getting that right. Uh, And then, you know, couple it was like a year ago or so i think we redid them you know based on what we have learned over the years we redid those um you know the operating agreements and all the business stuff to to make sure that what uh, was the linchpin of it like what was the the thing that was the best part of what you guys put down on paper that kept you guys together and what did you improve the the best part i think which we did from the start and um i think it was jason who who really suggested this is we all assigned we assigned ourselves sort of our areas of strength mm. and so for for example i'm the design guy the marketing guy the social guy okay front end and marketing front end design and marketing branding all that stuff that falls on my plate because those are my strengths Jason has a completely different set of strengths. He's the business admin guy. He's the, you know, the the operations guy. Like those are his true strengths. And then when it comes to Nick, he's the developer. All things code are his area of strength. So whenever there's a disagreement or opposing views about a particular area, we go, okay, fine. Who's whose area of expertise is it under? Yeah, who's in charge? They get the final say. Um, so <clears throat> even if we all disagree with that one person, it's their area, and we—it's on paper. It says we have to yield to their, you know, to their judgment call on that, and that is—it's helped us work through a lot. It's caused some conflict, sure. but I think it's avoided a lot more conflict mm-hmm. because uh, we agreed on it from the start. Like, here's our areas of strength. We own that area, and uh, we get final say on those decisions. And that was it. Like, you had that from the get-go. We did, yeah. And so then, because that is really smart and matt and i never did that nope. which could probably explain <laughs> yeah. many many problems yep, away yep um but then so that that's like super thoughtful so i would imagine a lot of the document was thoughtful what did you find going in that you felt you needed to change like what was broken that you fixed um i mean there was just a lot of uh you know little detailed things um what was one of the good examples um I think we didn't think through a lot of the like the processes side of things. Like, what does um, you know what does the hiring process looks lo- mm. look like, and um, you know who handles that? And at the beginning, you know, because we were all so part time, uh, and, and we still pretty much are part time. All of us have, uh, apart from Nick. Nick uh, is a uh, he's in the uh, Army Reserves. Um, he, he serves our uh, U.S. forces. Uh-huh. Um, but Jason has his own business, a uh, development company. I have two other businesses that I run. Um, so we're very part-time. And so a lot of the workload, we didn't really understand how to address it in the um, operating agreement saying, you know, these are your areas and this is how it's broken down. We just sort of generalized a lot of things because we didn't know what we were getting into. And as the business evolved, the number of day-to-day tasks started to build up. Uh, and, you know, we just needed a way to to make sure that we can look at that operating agreement and hold our other partners accountable, say, here's what you are obligated to be doing for this company. And here's how we know whether or not you are living up to your side of the deal. Um, so if any one of us is dropping the ball in our area, we, we look straight to these, um, you know, these um, this operating agreement yeah. and say, hey, look, here's what you're accountable for. You're not doing it. Um, and here's the process to uh, to rectify that. Um, I'm into, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. I mean, yeah. You're right, Andrew. We didn't do any of that shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and I I've honestly every single partnership I've ever been in, we've done none of that shit. So that probably answers that. And I think that's really smart and for and that's a lot of foresight to see. And I guess uh, who was it? Uh, Nick is the business admin. 
Uh, Jason. Jason. So he had a lot of for it. He got. I, I'm assuming he kind of knew, right? He had some yeah, idea he, that like this is the way it should be done. And yeah, yeah he he did a lot of research. You know, okay. that, that was his area. His yep. strength is business admin and operations. So his his responsibility was to make sure all that was 100 percent solid. What, what's interesting what, is that like right out of the gate, you guys had a customer base, right? And so, um, I mean, you guys worked on the plugin for you said about eight months before <laughs> it actually had any customers using it. But mm-hmm. it was pretty obvious at that moment that you had a legit business. I mean, 300 customers is is a lot of customers. And yeah, I, I I think it took us a couple months to get all of them. But okay. we, I mean, we were still in such an early like, this is so new to us, and we're just rounding people up. But um, but yeah, I mean, thankfully, I had grown my audience to be pretty big at that time. You know, uh, it was 2014, and yeah. I, it was the first time I was mentioned as one of the top 10 social media blogs by socialmediaexaminer.com. And I was being invited to speak at places. And so my audience has gotten pretty big. And like I said, you know, myself aside, I'm not that big a deal, but I have a lot of friends who are a big deal. Sure. Uh, you know, people like Peg Fitzpatrick, Rebecca Radice. Um, Peg Fitzpatrick works for Guy Kawasaki. So, you know, she, <laughs> she yeah. just has mentioned a few things and we have instant customers, and you know? <laughs> so, so all of the initial customers came from your previous work as a social media blogger. Network, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Network that I've built over the years. Now the the uh, the first iteration of it was fully paid. It was premium from the from day one, right? Hundred percent. Okay, I want to know the decision because I know Andrew has been Andrew and I have been discussing this about a plugin that uh, he's been working on, but I had worked on a separate one, uh, which you know, Ernest. And so the idea is being, you know. The idea of premium to start and forever versus premium and then the and then the decision to go to to create a free version. Can you can you sort of walk me through, you know, why it started premium and then what made you guys decide to go and and create a free a free model? I'm I'm pretty sure that the idea to go with a free version was mine, and it was mostly a marketing decision. Um, but also, you know, like I think. I feel like being in the official WordPress repository gives you a level of legitimacy. It legitimizes the the plugin a little bit more mm-hmm. because um, I mean you you have to go through a process of approval to get. It. I mean no not just anybody can't go in there and just submit a plugin. It has to go through an approval process and has to have some checks and and balances in place yeah. for WordPress to go. Okay, we'll let it go. And uh, you know it's not a perfect system because there's some there's a lot of crap plugins sure, in there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like that does legitimize us just a little bit as a company having that in the official repository, not only that, but discoverability. I mean, being, people are not going on the internet, um, as much to, to find plugins as they are searching the official WordPress repository. They're in their WordPress dashboard and they need to add a plugin. They're searching inside their WordPress dashboard before they go to Google. That is surprising Um, to me, by the way. I would, I'm convinced. I would, I would never that's do totally that. That's totally opinion. Oh, really? Oh, God, no. Uh, I would want a recommendation before I installed any plugin. Uh, I don't yeah, just, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We'll see. The, the repository has its own recommendation in engine, engine, right? It has right. reviews in. So do you think that's the biggest top of funnel for your plugin is the, the free version? Or do you think it is actually... We, we can look inside our analytics and we can see exactly how many customers come from the WordPress repo. Uh, and, and I mean, it's pretty clear. Google search is number one. WordPress repo is number two source of, uh, converting, um, traffic. And, and the Google um, stuff is from your own content that you're producing to sell the plugin. Correct. Yep. Okay. And SEO it's and, the win. Right. hundred percent. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. But the, so the people that are coming in from Google, are they coming in and buying the premium version or coming in and downloading yeah. the free one? Um, they can't download the free one from our website. So, uh, they would, if they come there for the free version and they leave to go to the WordPress repo to get it, we, we don't really know. Got it. Um, but we do know we get a, quite a few conversions on the site. And okay. Okay. So there's, there's a cost associated with the freemium version, right? Like you've, you built the plugin. I imagine you strip out a bunch of the really cool stuff Mm -hmm. and you, you ship it for free. Um, but in, in my limited experience on the internet, the loudest, most complainous people are the ones that don't pay anything. Um, this is true. So, <laughs> so like, <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> right, right. Breaking news. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so how do you reconcile the cost of not getting like one star on the free version and like kind of tanking that and supporting these people that are not paying you anything versus what the return is on that? Support is definitely the biggest, um, you know, the, the biggest cost of anything. I mean, development is costly, but support is the most costly piece. And uh, that's that's one thing we've learned again and again and again. We have to invest in our support so that uh, so that people continue to buy and continue to renew their the memberships. Um, well, one thing I did want to mention uh, because it's it's a huge part of our story and a huge part of our decision to go free mm-hmm. was um, I'm I'm great friends with the founders of Ninja Forms. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Ninja yeah. Forms. Um, James over there, he's been a huge mentor to me, and he walked me through their decision because, I don't know if you know this, they started as a fully premium plugin as well. Their journey looks a lot like ours, and his guidance and and uh, recommendations and just sharing you know, how they did things was a huge inspiration to us going free as well. Um, but along that lines, he also told us about the support issue, and him and I had many talks about this, and so what we had to do was just make it very clear on our website, in our repo, um, in the descriptions that we provide support to our paid customers, first and foremost. Um, And we make it very clear, you're paying, one of the things you're paying for when you buy pro is support, premium support. Um, Now, obviously along with that, we can't ignore free users because if something's wrong with free, it's obviously going to affect the the pro version as well. So um, we just made the decision that any free support that we're giving is going to help us make the, the product better in the long run. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the premium customers, they get first and foremost support, and then we'll hit all the free users so, uh, as best we can. Look, let's say that um, you have a version that's released and there, there are legitimately no bugs. And obviously, there'll never be a point that there are no bugs, but for the sake of the discussion, let's say there are no bugs in this version mm-hmm. that you've released and uh, you have a freemium version. And it, and it works as intended. And some guy, Bob, goes and installs it. And he is a WordPress newbie. Maybe this is his fifth day blogging. Yeah. And he can't get it to work to whatever he imagines it should be working. the way it should work. Yes. How do you not, you know, cater to Bob and give him all the love and TLC he needs to, to like, he, he could just leave you a one-star review. And that drags your average down terribly yeah so how do you reconcile that yeah i'm sure (laughs) i I imagine especially people are vindictive online and and you and like social warfare is a front-end plugin so Mm -hmm. a lot of the debt like basically people are seeing this like the the quote-unquote bugs like on their website and it could just be most of the time i'm sure it's a theme conflict or another plugin conflict and you know it's and and I because I mean Ernest is a front end plugin as well like that was something that I, I paid a lot of t- attention to. You just really don't. There's just so many themes. There's so many yeah. like fucking variables in the on, in the world that like how do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just I, I wish people understood just how many variables there are to account for, and there's no way to ever account for all of them. So yes. in in the case of Bob. Uh, what our team is instructed to do is to do our very best to figure out what is going wrong. If it's a theme conflict, our team is is going to try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's another plugin conflict, our team is going to figure it out. If it's a JavaScript on the page, you know they have some sort of external JavaScript conflicting. We're going to find out where that issue is happening. We're going to educate them as best we can without doing development work. Right? Like yeah. we're not going to go and build a you know a one-off plugin to fix their conflict we're going to tell them look this plugin is conflicting with social warfare there's nothing wrong with the way social warfare is coded there may be nothing wrong with the way that their plugin is coded but because of the way their plugin is coded it's negatively affecting ours and so there's nothing we can do about that we can't fix their plugin we can't fix their browser extension yeah. uh, that they have but but you essentially have to get into the weeds with them like yeah. every bob out there Will can extract a ton of free support. Yeah. In in and of that, like you'll you'll help him fix his setup because he wields yeah outsized power. Right. If, if you yeah. don't if you don't mind sort of sharing the whole uh, Ninja Forms journey and how that affected your decision to go freemium because and I wait is freemium the right word free. 
Just straight up. Free, sure. Right? Yeah. So premium. It's yeah. It's that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm curious, like what what he said to you that you were like, okay, we're gonna pull the trigger. We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make this free. Um. Uh, gosh, it's been years, yeah. but um, you know, the best I can remember it is he said they they started the same way. They started as a a paid 100% paid plugin. They were solving their own problem just mm-hmm. like we were. Um, and they, they wanted to build their own form plugin and made it paid out of the gate. And then as they, their user base grew, um, they took note of other plugins, what they were doing and saw that being in that WordPress repo can really be a catalyst for discovery. And, uh, he said, you know, they made the decision to do it. And when they did make that decision, um, it, cause at, when they did it, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing it. Um, mm-hmm. but he said they basically went gangbusters, like the, the, the ability for the their growth just completely spiked once they hit the uh, the WordPress repository and went with that freemium paid add-on model. Do you feel the same happened for you? Uh, no, no, I don't think it was as gangbusters. Okay. Um, uh, I think it's a. There's. I think the reason now looking back on it, the reason theirs was so impactful in making that change was. The types of add-ons that you can have for a Forms plugin are a little bit different than, say, you know, a free and a pro version of a social sharing plugin. Uh, for example, with Ninja Forms, you have, you know, there's how many different email marketing softwares that you can integrate with as an add-on. You know, it's, right. people are going to need one of those, so they're going right. to have to buy one of those. Uh, styling and uh, layout and styling is another add-on they have. Obviously, some people don't have the ability to use to hand code the styling. So they're going to need that, you know, so that the types of add-ons that they started producing were a lot more conducive to the bottom line of the business, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, as we've been a lot slower to create those add-ons, we had one add-on. It was only $29. Um, and, and before that, I think it was uh, only $24. So we were really undercharging for a long time um, when we probably could charge twice as much and still be the best in the, the market. Um, but I think that's, you know, sort of stopped us from growing gangbusters like Ninja Forms did. Just a matter of timing, pricing, and uh, the variety of add-ons that we, we've had as opposed to their type of add-ons. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been using your plugin, I would say, like from the beginning. Uh, love it. Um, uh, do you feel that your free version, you know, be, being the owner and the creator, do you feel that perhaps your free version might give away too much and prevent purchases, you know, and this is a selfish thought as someone building a plugin and, you know, I, I, I want people to convert and, and it to a degree hurts me a little bit to think that like, you know, I'm roughly at like the eight, nine month mark to, to give away all that dev and, and money that I've spent for free. That's like, yeah, it's like the, a punch in the, the gut. The leading decision, I think, to of what features to keep in the free version was based on research. We looked at all the other sharing plugins that are out there. There are actually some pretty decent ones out there now, um, whereas there, when we first started, there weren't. They, they were all garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a few decent ones out there now. Um, you know, our friends over at Studio Press have uh, Genesis Simple Share, and uh, we really just thought about like for somebody who is willing to pay for sharing features versus somebody who's not willing like what are the basic things that they need that they can get with any other plugin but we can maybe do a little bit better um and we we narrowed that down to you know the top the most popular most viral social networks um you know those buttons and we'll, we eliminated you know the other sharing uh you know more high-end sharing um buttons uh, we took away all the customization because we figured somebody who just wants a free plugin, they're not going to spend the time right. customizing their open graph, their title, mm-hmm. their Pinterest image, right. their Twitter. I mean, they just want something plug to and throw play. out there. Right. They want to plug and play. They don't want to mess with anything else. That's pretty much what we figured our you know, our free users would be. And that's what we kept the, the free plugin to. There's minimal styling options. Um and there's not all the advanced sort of analytics and all the fun bells and whistles. So you wanted to like incrementally beat the competition, but not like blow the shit out of the water because then, then you're giving away too much. Right. We wanted to sort of stay, you know, where, where the, the state of sharing free sharing plugins were, um, and just do it slightly better and hope that, uh, you know, 
that prompts users to investigate more or when they you know when they read the articles about what actually causes social shares to drive traffic yeah. rather than you know you just bland social shares that nobody clicks on um, you know we wanted to use education in that way to draw people to the premium product that shows like yeah you can have a sharing plugin or you can have a sharing plugin that actually drives traffic back to your site sure so uh now that you've i mean how like what are we talking about four or five years now since this plugin's been launched and we uh, yeah we launched october of 2014 and how many years has it been have you had the free version oh um I, I feel like it was 2016 okay. that we launched so, the so free version a couple years now that you have like this this uh hindsight right do you think that you would have made the same decisions going forward? Yes, and we may, would have made them faster. Really? Absolutely. Faster in that you would have started with a free version sooner. Yeah, I, if it were up to me, I would have started right away with a free version, and I would have let that sit for a few months without offering any premium uh, add-ons. Why? Yeah. Audience. Um, audience drives, but you uh, had an audience. That's why I'm like a little, I did. Yeah, I did. But uh, let me put it this way. So one of my clients back in the day was an author and, um, or he was a to be author. Mm -hmm. Um, he was a pastor of a big church and had his church probably had somewhere between four and 5,000 members. Um, so he had an audience, right? Yeah. But he'd never published a book before. He didn't have a blog. He didn't have an email subscriber list. Right. So I told him, Here's what we need to do. We need to start your blog today. Your, your book's going to come out in six months. We need to start building your audience. And he goes, well, I already have an audience. Well, yes, you do, but you don't have an online audience that's going to be fire for you when you release something. Sure. So build that audience now. Grow it and grow it and grow it by giving free things away so that when you release the paid thing, you have all the more people who are ready to light it on fire for you. So what I would have done with Social Warfare is I would have built a, a free plugin that just grew its users organically, free users giving free, 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 and proving that we, we have what it takes to give them a, a plugin worth, worth using. Okay. And I would have let that momentum of free, 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 oh, shoot, they now have a bigger, better plugin, and it's a paid one, but holy crap, they have this track record. So instead of having 300 you know, paid users out of the gate, I would have rather had a thousand free users who are just and just chomping at the bit to buy something. But compare that to your blog. I mean, you you had that, right? And I and, did. And yeah. and I would. So I'm I'm curious as to like, or I and I'm just I'm just trying to get your opinion at this point, like whether you would have done this or not uh, with social warfare. But you have this blog. And you could have taken the time to build a free plugin from the get-go, putting it on the WordPress for free, and building an audience that way versus doing the same amount of work but on your own blog and building an audience with that free free content and having them all be like – when you, Dustin, release the, the plugin for them, yeah. it's $29 or whatever. They're like, yeah, Dustin did it. And we're so, like, yeah. I mean like that's – I get that. Yeah. Yeah. The the core difference for me is context. Hmm. All audiences aren't created equal. So I was growing an audience for me. I was writing about social media marketing. I was writing about blogging. Um, so the core audience wasn't as highly targeted towards plugin purchasers as if I were to start with a plugin, build an audience around that plugin. So yeah. I launched it to you know an audience of you know at the time I probably only had something like four thousand email subscribers. Um, and you know, those email subscribers were, you know, people who were interested in learning about Twitter. They weren't right. necessarily even bloggers. You know, some of them were just <laughs> on social media, didn't even know what WordPress was. Ah, okay. Um, so I would have built a much more targeted audience that is hundred percent exactly who our target customers are, um, you know, giving them free things that they want and then take that free thing that they have and turn it up to 11 with well, a offering yeah to, to keep the the skeptical train running a little <laughs> bit longer um why 
So, so you you do you have a content marketing business? I, I found Social Warfare through Dustin TV because uh, your site was like beautiful, and I literally bookmarked. I'm like, I'm gonna steal all this shit, and, and I did. <laughs> Inspirationally, and, steal? You mean? Absolutely. Inspirationally, in in the most non appreciative way possible. I never emailed you in the scraping HTML way possible. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, just let me reverse engineer this shit. Uh, but <laughs> you, that's how so, I so, learned. Yeah, that's, that's, how that's I true. Learned. Uh, same, same. But so you you understand, and you you clearly have inbounds, you know, to Dustin on TV, and and for all of your clients, like why why wouldn't you just build out that end? Yeah, that's what I was of asking. social warfare, and and forego the the free route because you know that's kind of where you already live. So you just like create all this content and build an audience on social warfare the website not the the plugin repo i mean i think you did i think you answered it which was the the idea that and not to speak out of turn but like it was a your blog audience wasn't as targeted as <gasps> no the- i mean like so so not just just dustin tv but like you know socialwarfare.com and oh you mean right like there, create free- very targeted for that uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, time and energy resources. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we are amping up our editorial and our own um, uh, inbound marketing strategy at Warfare Plugins, but I'm only one dude, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could only do so much. I mean, I have uh, you know two people who work for my agency that I hired to help me. I probably need to hire two more, um, but even then, you know, just getting the stuff done is is really difficult. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of. Uh, doing what you can and uh, spending the energy where you think it's most effective at that time. So, um, yeah, l- l- long way of answering it. I just uh, not enough hands. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have this uh, now. I mean, I don't even know what you're, you said. You mentioned it earlier. Like you're at this you have this huge amount of downloads. Like you have a lot of people using social warfare. How do you get them to go from like literally and technically? How do you get them to go from free to paid and how do you get them to go from googling to paid i mean just like what is the technical um workflow from somebody you know going from you know basically like a curious user to a premium user i think first and foremost with the free version we have to deliver a beautiful experience yeah. um i'm a big fan of ux is a huge selling totally. point for things um so I, you know, I, I want to make sure that they're experiencing a beautiful interface, you know, an easy uh, setup and sort of a plug and play. Uh, but also within the dashboard, within the settings dashboard, we now have uh, we just in this last release we updated our sidebar so that we can push, um, you know, new sidebar content in there. So if we have a new blog post, um, we have a new message or a new premium uh, you know, discount. Um, or something, you know, we're having those message prompts inside their settings page. Now, the caveat is they have to go into their settings page, which most people probably won't. Right. Uh, but at least for new people joining in, they're going to go in there to set it up. They're going to see these, yeah, you know, yeah. prompts to maybe check out some of our other content. Um, also, just, you know, blog content showing through blog articles that uh, we know what we're talking about mm-hmm. and then just working in why social warfare sort of answers these pain points that we're identifying and working people through. Um, and, and it's just, you know, like any business, we have to build trust and yep. we have to showcase our, our expertise. Um, and, you know, thankfully, Google has been very nice to us in sending us organic traffic to uh, to our main blog for people who are looking for WordPress sharing I plugin. Mean, let's be honest. You're being nice to Google. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and they're, uh, you know, being nice to us of in course. turn. Yeah. Um, but I think also it's, you know, it's a matter of our affiliates, you know, really making our users who are paid users happy so that they write great articles sure. about us and share it with their audience. Sure. And, and how, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to, I'm sorry, I was going to ask, uh, how big is the affiliate channel as compared to, say, the freemium channel? And Would Google. you say your affiliate is like Third? the gold mine? I would probably say it's about, uh, if I had to guess, um, probably about 15% okay. of, so of small. our... It's a smaller part, um, but even that smaller part is significant over time if you think about the compounding effect yeah. of you know, renewals and yeah. those affiliates are bringing on other affiliates. 
Um, you know, we, we've just been so fortunate in the Google and, and organic reach realm that, uh, you know, the affiliates, however many sales they're sending us and, you know, there's, there are some affiliates who are earning over a thousand dollars a month in, right. in sending us business. Um, and that's nothing to, you know, the, to, to blink at. So, mm-hmm. um, we've just been so fortunate in the other realms, um, you know, be it, uh, you know, thanks to Google's favor or, Maybe it's the organic articles being written about us, or you know, maybe it's our content marketing. Um, we that those channels are so huge that it makes the the affiliate side seem smaller, but it's still pretty significant. And you sell this plugin technically through your own like checkout system. It's not like through a plugin. Uh... Oh no, we use uh, Easy Digital Downloads. Oh, okay. To to power the whole commerce side of it on on socialwarfare.com or or warfareplugins.com. <laughs> Yes. Um, cool. Um, I guess this wouldn't be. I want to. I want to wrap things up, Andrew. Unless you had anything else that was like pressing that you thought you want to know about. I I think that answered a lot of my questions. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far you want to go with this, but I, I don't think this show would be called Money Lab if I didn't ask you about money specifically. Um, you said you didn't know how much the plugin made, but. Uh, if you could just tell me, the, the, between the three founders, you guys are all part-time, but do you have to be part-time? Could you be full-time with the amount of money that um, it brings you in? Or could one, if there was one founder, perhaps, could that person live completely off of you know, social warfare? If, if there was one founder, for sure. Okay. Um, definitely. Like a very healthy living. Uh, yeah, okay. very healthy living. Cool. Um, <clears throat> because there's three of us, we we split all the uh, you know the excess off the top um, equally. If I did uh, equally, yeah, we're all equal partners wow, okay. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't start that way, but over time, you know, as things as the business evolved, you know, that's one of the amendments we made in the operating agreement. Oh, that's uh, But being equal partners, um, maybe if I didn't live in SoCal, I could be <laughs> full time. Right. Yeah. Um, Somewhere but in the I West. live in Southern California. Yeah. Um, yeah, which Nick Nick does, and he, you know, this is all he does. Okay, um, he lives, uh, you know, uh, outside of Chicago. Um, but I, I unfortunately live in Southern California, where it's a little more expensive. Yep. And uh, you know, therefore, I, uh, you know, I continue to do other things. I'm I'm also like a serial entrepreneur. Like sure. I can't sit still. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many ideas. I have to go execute. So even if I were. Uh, even if it were making enough revenue for the founders, uh, we'd probably just end up dumping the rest of the money into hiring more staff. Yes. Um, we, we are paying – we're paying our staff more than we're paying ourselves okay. at this point um, because we want, we, want to, we want to be able to build a business that's solid enough that we could walk away from and then everything would be okay. Yeah, you could just collect. Um, right. You know, yeah. we, uh, the Tim Ferriss life. Sure. You know, we can live, live that Tim Ferriss life. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> How? But uh, yeah, we could if we wanted to potentially, and we were living in the Midwest. Uh, okay, we could do and this uh, only. How uh, how much of your time do you think uh, during the week, let's say percentage wise, do you think you spend on uh, the plugin, like marketing the plugin? For me, yeah, for um, you personally, I could probably go back through my toggle logs and and see exactly and precisely how much time What's I spend. Toggle. You don't know about Toggle? We're using no. it. Is it like time timing? Oh, my last blog post. Go read it. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, tog- I wrote about it in my last blog post. But Toggle is um is a tool I use to track my time. I use a uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Pomodoro technique. Okay. You work in 20 minute intervals. Yep. Not only saves your health, but saves your eyes from staring at a computer for too long. Um, but it also helps you to focus. So I use Toggle. It has a Pomodoro feature. So every you know every time I sit down. I open up Toggle. I say what I'm working on, what project it's assigned to, and uh, it starts a 20-minute timer, and it logs it okay. so that I know how much time I'm spending on things. Um, but, yeah, Toggle is what I use, and so I could probably go and, yeah, and see exactly out. how many hours. But I would I would guesstimate you know, off the top of my head probably uh, you know, two hours a day um, on, on calm days. But then there are release cycles where I'm you know, six, six hours a day on Warfare plugins. Uh, so I would say probably on average between ten and fifteen hours a week. That's significant. Uh, I, I, that's significant. It's a that's a big chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially when you run a, an agency, a blog, yeah. and <laughs> have yeah. clients to take care of. Yeah. 
Damn. Uh, so I, I try I try to balance things as best I can. I try to be very disciplined in um, in my day and, mm-hmm. and organizing what I work on and what what gets the attention. I'm not great at it, but uh, I try. So how how deep can you go into what the next plugins are going to be, what the next projects are? Um, but my uh, outside of Warfare plugins or within Warfare plugins? <laughs> uh, both, if that's it, if that's if you're working on plugins uh, all over the place. So, as I said, Social Warfare has uh, a number of um, really interesting add-ons that we're trying to develop. Uh, one is just advanced displays. We've got some data about how the buttons are displayed, uh, whether the the, t- the text, the share text is shown or not, um, whether that actually generates more shares. So mm. We have a plugin that's going to help you do that. Um, we have some statistics, dashboard widgets to show you some statistics um, you know, at a top level and uh, some other really fun integrations that we haven't started yet, so I can't really talk about sure. them. Um, but yeah, we've also had an idea for a long time to, um, to do a plugin that does uh, something that there are other plugins that do, but we feel like the integration social warfare would help with, uh, and that is sort of an evergreen type of sharing. So social warfare will let people share it for you. Uh, this new plugin that we want to start investing in is uh, would share the content out for you and sort of continually share it out for you so that it doesn't get die, so it doesn't die off in the uh, in the archives. Would this be similar to like an Edgar type of thing? Similar, yeah, okay. similar and and but contained in WordPress. Interesting. I, I you know I have uh, my one. I don't know. I'm going to go off on a tangent, but my one gripe about um, Edgar is that it doesn't do it smartly. It doesn't, right. you know, it, it, it's just sort of like a feed that just sort of runs, but it doesn't mm-hmm. say like, oh, we should share this more often because it's actually gets more clicks and sort of right. and tell you whether it tells you or not or does it itself where it's like, hey, like we keep sharing this one post and it sucks. Maybe you should delete it off your website or maybe it's, you know, <laughs> change the title or do, so, you know, and just add a little bit of intelligence. And again, I haven't used the plugin in maybe two years, so I don't know if they've right. upgraded it or not, but uh, that's always yeah, been no, my gripe. That's that's one of the problems I have with all these um, you know cues and and yeah. evergreen um, sharing tools. I, I use a lot of them, but one of the problems I had is exactly that. I want I want the ones that perform well to be shared more often. Right. And uh, we believe with social warfare having the data uh, at one point being able to have internal data about clicks and um, shares and, and visits, being able to tile that in WordPress we will be able to plug in that does exactly that, that intelligently says, this is performing better, use this more, mm-hmm. you know, give the user some prompts. Um, so great minds, great yeah. minds on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me personally, I'm starting another plugin. Uh, it's, it's mostly through development. It's, it's to the working phase of development, like it works, but it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm working with a, another developer to help me build this, and it's really geared towards... Um, Getting more email subscribers. Okay. Uh, using this idea of content upgrades, I'm a big fan of content upgrades, and I think they work fantastically. They have for me. They've just exploded my uh, email list growth. So, yep. uh, but the problem is like going from I have this idea to putting that idea, wrapping it up, building a form, building a landing page, building a thing, and then somehow finding out how to put it into your blog post in a way that's like looks good. Yeah. Um, it's so clunky. Uh, I've talked to dozens of people who do this regularly with lead magnets and content upgrades. And like the, the resounding thing is like, this process is too hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I f- I'm pretty sure I figured out a way to make it super simple. You mean the process of creating the actual content upgrade is too hard? Well, the, the process of putting it into a blog post a, a blog post and keeping track of them and updating them. Yes. So that's the other thing. Like I have content upgrades that I want to use. Like maybe I created this a year ago, but I want to use it in a new blog post because it 100% applies, yep. but I need to update it. Shoot, now I got to go through that whole process again. Well, this, this is going to make it a lot easier to maintain uh, your upgrades and have it right within WordPress. So you just couple clicks and you're done. Love it. Um, so we're building that. Uh, it's called contentmagnets.com. The placeholder website is there, um, but the plugin is probably a, a few months out from even being ready to beta test. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe two months out if, if we work really hard. Um, so that's the other one, and I'm also working on a SaaS. Uh, 100% SaaS, not WordPress dependent, um, highly focused on 
using data to help people produce more effective social media messages. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so here's the deal with that. I, I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, we have an upcoming episode that we want to do talking about is social media worth it? Just the idea of, you know, both both Andrew and I run, uh, you know, successful high traffic blogs that I, I would say that uh, Swimming Diversity gets eight percent of its traffic from pinterest and then no other social media at all <laughs> and i would argue and i don't know about you i don't want to speak out of turn for you but i don't think you get any meaningful traffic from any social network do you for for this many matters yeah not true oh not so very little yeah i i just kind of tripled down on google yeah because i don't really use social networks i guess i don't really get them yeah and we want to do an episode talking about the concept of like i, I mean i've been i've had uh, conversations with my buddy Jason who uh, was kind of argue with me, like, why are you even focusing on doing that? Like why even focus on it? It's not bringing you any traffic focus on the things that are working. And I kind of want to talk to somebody who would, who can give me a sort of a lesson. Counterbalance. Yeah. Counter. Yeah. Counter argument to that sort of uh, mentality. And I don't know if, I mean, it sounds like that's, you know, you do a lot of you get a lot of traffic from Google, but obviously I see you all the time on social media when I follow you on Twitter and stuff. Uh, and clearly you met all your friends through Google Plus who helped you build a plug. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah, how to use social media. So, I, I, you know, is there anything like quickly, I guess you could tell me or if you would want to come back on to talk more about the like the pro social media thing or maybe you have a different opinion? Well, the thing with social is it's different than SEO. Um, it's it's a channel. Mm -hmm. It's a channel just like every other marketing channel. Yep. Um, and every channel requires time, energy, and investment. And the more you invest correctly in social, the more return you get. Just like you know, I can pretend I know SEO all day. If I'm doing the wrong things, if I'm spending eight hours on an article that is sure. terribly SEO optimized, Google's not going to perform for me. It's not Google's fault. It's my fault for not knowing. Right. Um, you know, but you know, I can look at my numbers over the years and say, I've invested X amount of time in social and it's produced X number of hundreds of thousands of visitors, which have transferred over to, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers or whatever. Um, it's all about investment and, and investing properly and knowing how to invest differently on different channels. So it's all that to say, I guess, uh, I tend to talk too much, but all I'd say, it's all about how you invest and how much, how, how much you invest and how you invest it. Yeah. Do you think that in an hour's time you could teach Matt and I how to not be shitty with social media? <laughs> I could probably give you a few pointers and uh, and help you help you turn the tide. Because I think if we knew how to not be shitty, we would be willing to invest in. Yeah, it. we were good at that. We just don't see the end of the time. I could definitely do that within an hour. Give you a few things that'll help you get some better results. Sweet. Well, hey, listen. Thank you for coming on and kind of spilling all the. Dirty details of running a WordPress plugin. Where, <laughs> where can people find more about you? Like, let's 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 do the plug bag. Um, well, the easiest way is DustinStout.com. Um, I'd say Dustin.tv, but then I have to spell it, and you have to remember it's .tv. But DustinStout.com is the easiest thing to remember. It has links to all the things that you want to find. Cool. And check out Social Warfare, the plugin. There's more plugins coming down the road. You said contentmagnet.com is another one. Yeah, contentmagnets.com is uh is the the next project to release. People can sign up, um, I'm sure, right? You sign up. There's an email uh, opt-in form there, and uh, it's GDPR friendly too. So um, that that's the thing we have to worry about now. Of course. Um, <laughs> Did all that in April. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's uh. That's it. DustinStout.com and Content Magnets and go buy Social Warfare or at least try the free version. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, thank you. for really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Yeah. If you have any questions <laughs> or topics you'd like us to talk about on this show, please email me, Matt at MoneyLab.co. Also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I'm out and I'm open to trying new middle names. Uh, I, I, I Literally, I will try anything. Nothing is off limits. If you like this show, please subscribe. I on suggested something and it was off limits. Would you would you suggest? Oh, you suggested something. What was it? You what didn't it? like it. What was so it? Just, it was uh, Rain Man. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't count toothpicks. I'm not very <laughs> bad at counting toothpicks, <laughs> and I don't gamble. So you know, are you a good driver though? I am an excellent driver. Yes. 
I am an. Expert. I request that someone suggest Rain Man. Well, you. Well, if, if they suggest it, you'll take it. Here's here's why it's, here's why I I rejected it. You've never seen Rain Man, and you no. and you and you <laughs> suggested it. You were like, "Oh, you should be Matt Schindler's List Chivanisi." I'm like, Don't, "Have you ever seen that movie?" Like, "No, I just heard of it." It's like, "Well, then you should context research." <laughs> Fine, better. context is king. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a review, please, because apparently reviews give us some credibility. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's any actual validity to that, but a review is always nice. I like reading them. Andrew doesn't. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. <laughs> I, I read them. I put words yeah. in your mouth. If you really like this show, please tell your friends about it. Point them to an episode that you like, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber. Dustin, thank you again, my friend. I appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Take Thanks, guys. Time out. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>